0: Hello and welcome back to the Martial Mind Podcast, three training brothers exploring Kung Fu, life, and the current state of the world. I'm here with Ryan and John, and uh, we're ready to have an awesome time. So we want to thank everybody who's been listening. Um, We got an a really great message I don't know where my phone is I have to pull it up But we got an awesome message From somebody on Instagram um, Who is from England Sir If you're listening to this right now Thank you so much For reaching out to us It means the world to yeah, us It really does Thank you so much um, Just the the, the the feedback Has been great Guys A couple of announcements we want to make real quick before we uh, dive into the episode. We're still accepting Zoom students at the school. So if you want to go to ShaolinLohan.com and you want to experience what it's like on the floor, whether you live in America or or not, whether you live in New York or not, you can still take part, even if it's just for a month, uh, to see if it's for you. Uh, So you can go to Shalinlohan.com, follow our link tree, linktr.ee slash martialmindcast, and that's going to link you to uh, our episodes, which obviously if you're listening to this you found us already, Um, link you to our Instagram and our Patreon if you would like to support the show, support the vision, and help us continue into making more and more content. We'd love to be able to do fitness content, training content, YouTube, all that, but we need your help to make that dream a reality. So, first things first, mm. uh, what I wanted to do today, guys, is I wanted to read a little excerpt from the Deadly Art of Survival magazine. Now, this is Tiger Edition, number four, the Year of the Tiger Edition.
1: Made with real tiger. Made with <laughs> real tiger's blood. <laughs>
0: um, that's what all the red is. <laughs> um, so, it, as we know, it's the Year of the Tiger this year. Uh, very powerful year in the Chinese zodiac. And. It's a all-kung-fu magazine. This is on the cover. The best of the best kung-fu legends. Year of the Tiger. Um, and our instructor is on the front cover. And that's very, pretty very damn cool. Cover, that's yeah. pretty damn cool. Sifu Greg is on the cover. Sifu Raul is on the cover. And the late, great uh, George Creighton. Zongshur. sure uh, George Creighton is on the cover. And so we're very privileged to have met a lot of the people on this cover and to have trained with... More than one of them is is absolutely a blessing and a privilege. And now three people from our school are featured inside this edition. I'm not going to read them all to you because I want you to go and I want you to pick up your own copy. But what I am going to read is the excerpt about our very special Sifu Lloyd Coleman. Yeah. Um, Sifu Lloyd is Uncle Sifu. That's how he's always been to us. There's been many, many nights where, you know, I get a call from Jenny or who Ryan gets a call from from somebody, usually your mother. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Where where are you? It's midnight. Why aren't you home yet? It's like, oh, we've been listening to Kung Fu stories. Class started at 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just there all night long, just after class, just either working on stuff or he's always been there for extra help. He's always there. He taught one of the hardest private lessons I've ever had in my life. He had me crying on the floor, and it was exactly what I needed, which is another thing we'll get into later. Um, he's tough. He's one of the toughest people I've ever met. He's one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. And he's he has uh, he's been Seagong's right hand for 20-some-odd years. You know? he's, yep. been, he's been training there for 20-some-odd years. He, he, he really is truly an inspiration. So if we can get right into... It's just a small excerpt on him So I think I'll read in its entirety It's only a few paragraphs But featured in this edition as well Is an article on our You know, on Sifu Greg Um, And at the end of that article Is a QR code Where he's demonstrating With Sifu Lloyd, I believe uh, A drunken Style self-defense technique So you can follow That QR code and you can get video of it, but you need to pick up your copy of the magazine in order to get it. And that's available on Amazon. Uh, again, it's the Deadly Art of Survival magazine. And here is the excerpt on Sifu Lloyd Coleman. So Sifu Lloyd has always had aspirations of training in the martial arts from a young age. When he first saw the Kung Fu series with David Carradine. I used to watch it with my grandfather. <laughs> and then they had the, the, the sequel with his son in the 90s. I grew up watching that too. That's so funny. Um, He always knew martial arts was part of him, but never being in close proximity or affording the funds for lessons. At a young age, you can always find him practicing in the backyard, learning from books, or from watching the old Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies on Saturday mornings. He always knew he wanted to be a martial artist. It wasn't until adulthood that he was able to find a school where he could train and become what he was searching for. Moving from school to school, not finding the right fit until he accidentally stumbled upon the authentic Shaolin Kung Fu school of Holtzville, New York. Sifu Lloyd has been training in traditional northern Shaolin Kung Fu for 26 years. Searching for a number of years for an old school Kung Fu school, quote-unquote, Sifu found a home at the authentic Shaolin Kung Fu school. Training in the 1,500-year-old war art of Lohan Chuan and learning the classical 18 Kung Fu weapons. Also learning internal skills of Qigong and Tai Chi and the systems of Lohan Qigong, co-hosting the popular podcast Talk Real Get Real with Shifu Greg Zilb, where they interviewed martial artists and fighters on the state of martial arts in the 21st century. Also starring in the popular YouTube Kung Fu Mythbusters series. Now, a segue, footnote. We've been part of the Kung Fu Mythbusters series, yeah. which is pretty cool. So, if you want to see a much chubbier, much shorter-haired version of me way before I got my black sash, get thrown around by Seiful Greg, go on YouTube to the Authentic Shaolin Kung Fu page and check out the Kung Fu Mythbusters series. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a playlist. It's awesome, and Ryan filmed most of them. I did. <laughs> yeah, so which is which is also another pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where are we? Uh, competing and winning awards in many tournaments for forms, weapons, and fighting, Sifu has now turned his attention to teaching. He has become Yupsut Daiji, an inner door disciple to Greg Zelb. And continuing the traditions that make Shaolin Kung Fu an exemplary and exquisite martial art. Sifu maintains that in order to properly learn Shaolin Kung Fu, you must first learn to eat better. Learning in a strict environment, he teaches with the same old school tradition with a twist. We can be hard but also encouraging, says Sifu, which segues into what I had said earlier about that private lesson. This is mm-hmm. ex- exactly, I didn't even know this was in here. I hadn't read this in, in its entirety <laughs> until now. So, very fitting universe. Yeah. Um, with all the understanding of the old teachings passed on to him by Sifu Gregg, he helps Authentic Shaolin Kung Fu School maintain its standing as the premier in Shaolin martial arts. Now, that private lesson that he taught me, was a turning point in my training.
2: Now when when was like when was this?
0: Uh, I would this say point? I was probably a green sash. Mm-hmm. So I would say 3 4 years before I got my my black. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the way that it works in our school for those listening. I don't know how the ranking system goes in other schools, but like you can compare a red sash to a brown belt. You know what I mean? And you can compare like our green and purple to like a purple belt I would imagine you know what I mean yep. there's not as many ranks I think in like modern ranking systems but again every school is different so I'm, I'm not I'm not sure I think that's just that might just be BJJ I'm talking about yeah
2: yeah but similar yeah
0: similar ideologies for the layman who would understand maybe like a ranking system that somebody else would talk about on a podcast you know what I mean mm. if they don't train um however so orange sash is the turning point for us that's like the middle of the road you get white yellow, high yellow and orange and when you get to orange that's really like where people kind of sit for a while and have to grow there's so much material that you have to learn between orange and green and that was when i had my knee surgery so it took me two years to get from orange to green and when i got to my green sash i really wanted to turn it up or it might have been right before i tested for my green because i would constantly get in shape for tests and then get out of shape and then get in shape for tests and then get out of shape all through my 20s, I had not yet discovered how to keep myself in shape. I did not learn that discipline until a little bit later, you know. Mm-hmm. And that this was one of those lessons where, like, that was hammered home. I remember he was running me through drills and running me through drills. I don't, re- I don't even remember most of the lesson. What I remember is do 100 push-ups. And it was the end of the lesson. And he's like, do 100 push-ups. And I could barely do 20. And he's like, it's in your mind, man. And he's sitting over me. He's like, "Don't you give up? He's like, if you want to be a fighter, this is what it takes. If you want to be a fighter, this is what it takes. You got to feel pain. You got to hurt sometimes." And I'm crying, and he's not letting me get up. He's not patting my back. He's not telling me it's going to be okay. He's telling me wipe that shit up and keep pushing. You know. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a valuable lesson. It's an absolutely valuable lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He did. You have something to add?
2: No i i I just think it. <clears throat> It goes back to that thing of sometimes in society, people think that um, comforting and, like, affirming feelings is, like, the way to grow and move forward from them. Where, in actuality, sometimes, you need to use, you know, what some people would look at as more old-school methods of, you know, not, like, toughen up and all that shit, but more of just, like... Like, Sifu knows from, in that case, from experience that, like, he has your best interest in mind, and he knows... What, you, what he has a good idea of what you need to grow and what you need to grow is not and you know what you don't need is more is coddling and be like oh it's okay don't worry about it man like like in that moment he knows that like if you feel pain and he pushes you and you push through it that that process in and of itself is going to be encouraging and you're going to gain encouragement from that from finishing it so it's all kind of the same thing anyway it's just kind of the means to an end um, means to, uh, means to end. Um, sorry. Um, loading. Loading. Buffering. Yeah. <laughs> Buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Buffering. Fax machine noise. Windows um, shutdown sound. <laughs> Bing, bong, bong. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like in today's society, sometimes those ways of doing it get lost, and they're like, oh, that's mean, or that's you're you're making them upset, and it's like, yeah, but but that's how life is, though. So you know, it's you know, you, you need to. It really is. It really is hard to uh, to get meaning and to get self-respect from other places other than doing hard things and feeling pain and overcoming adversity It's just it's it's I feel like that's just a hardwired thing from probably evolution and hundreds and thousands of years of us eating shit until we could like grow food you know just, well, and
0: on top of that you know we, we, there's hard times uh, obviously but this, we're still living in a golden age you know mm. not everybody is like lords or ladies or serfs you know what i mean yeah seems like they're trying to get us back to that but that's besides (laughs) the point you know yeah like it it, it's it's so so many people have you know the poor people in america are the fattest people in america the most obese people in america because food that's bad for you that makes your body not operate properly that's really what it is it's not even all about caloric intake Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just you're eating bad food and your body's not working right and it just puts everything into storage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know how to process shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, just downloads. But it's cheap. It's (laughs) cheap because it's chemical, chemically processed nonsense. So we're not even living in this situation where poor people are skinny. They're not having enough to eat. They're fighting to find scraps to feed themselves and potentially starving. That's not the case whatsoever. It's, we're struggling. You have to pay out the ass to eat well. Mm -hmm. You know you're a success because you're thin. It's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's 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 the exact it's the exact opposite because it's so difficult to stay away. Excuse me, to stay away from all the bad stuff. And now think about it this way: that eating bitter, it's a very valuable lesson that we're taught again and again and again by our instructors. And sometimes I feel like you can be seen as kind of harsh if you bring that to other people. So you have to kind of treat other people with kick gloves and worry about. Yeah worry about how you know how hard you can be on people i certainly struggle with that because i kind of talk to everybody like they're training on the floor Mm -hmm. but if you are training on the floor it it, it relates to everything in life it it goes back to literally everything like like think about it this way you know you want to be nice to people you want to not hurt their feelings or harm them if that bowl of frosted flakes in the morning and all those pancakes if that's what you know, sets your mental health on the right trajectory, then good for you. No, shut the fuck up. Being healthy is what's going to be good for you. Also, Doing things the right way is going to be what's good for you. Also, have an
2: egg. Don't only have all the carbs. Don't <laughs> yes. have 19 pancakes and a big bowl of Frosted Flakes.
0: Well, the, the the point that I'm trying to make is like, we, we'll coddle people. And that happens as like, I see parents do that to kids constantly, you know? Oh, well, it makes him happy. Oh, well, he was upset. Oh, well, he cried. It's like, well, he's going to. Yeah. The worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. So if your eight-year-old is kicking and screaming because you took his candy away, let him kick and scream. Let him experience what that is like. I saw a really interesting video online the other day, and it was like, you know, it's all staged. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course, they had this big, fat Peter Griffin-looking dude sitting in the window seat of an airplane eating chips because, of course, he's eating chips. I've you know seen what I mean? this. This is really You know what good. I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This is great. And the woman and her d- is with her little girl. And the little, she's like, excuse me, could we switch seats for the end of the flight? Because she really likes to look out the window. And he goes, he looks at her and he goes, something to the effect of, I think what would be more important is for your daughter right now to learn a valuable lesson that you don't always get your way. And then he keeps eating chips and looking out the window.
1: <laughs> I mean, as, like, as kind of, I, I guess crass is the word, as offensive as it could be to some, like, well, that's, you know... Why wouldn't you want your kid to learn that lesson? Why wouldn't you want your child to understand, like, yeah, the world's not going to go your way. In fact, the world is out to get you. (laughs) You If if I was the
0: parent in that situation, I wouldn't even ask that person because you pay more for the window seat, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So you're going to ask somebody, oh, and now they're an asshole because they didn't get up when they're the ones that paid for the seat. At the same time, people are going to say, oh, well, why not be nice to the kid? You gotta be nice to everybody. And it's like it's that it's that coddling mindset again, you know? If I was the parent in that situation, I'd be like, it's okay. There's no wind you can see the window from here, right? Just look mm. out the window. Just squint. Just look at just look. <laughs> you know what's free squinting. Shut up. <laughs> and, and also
1: another paradigm that I of this video that I didn't fully understand, like, yeah, I'm the big guy in the podcast. Um I always sit aisle seat because I'm the big guy. <laughs> so for a big guy to be window seat you're squished between like behind two other people. You have no way to get out. It's just for me, it's obviously yeah. staged. I feel like
0: they're feeding on stereotypes, though, because if it wasn't a fat guy eating chips, you might not depict him as the bad guy. I think he's to be depicted as the bad guy on purpose because he's a fat guy eating chips.
2: That could definitely be. That could definitely be. And, and also, perhaps. too, listen, if, if if you're a big guy, it's like choosing choosing like the window seat so you can see ground approaching you fast from... Nope. from from an elevated position while risking a claustrophobia attack seems not worth it to me. It's just a no for me, dog. Just sit in eat your peanuts, and you could look at the ground when you get to it. You know what I mean? You don't really <laughs> gotta you know gotta worry about it that much.
1: Yeah, just close my eyes and turn up whatever the hell's in my headphones.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing is 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 again is you know from speaking from personal experience, being someone who is you know both you know um, friends with people who come more from that you know. And, and know people who come more from that i don't want to say I, I feel like sometimes like coddling is definitely a good way to put it but it, it's more of just um prioritizing prioritizing feelings and emotions almost over everything else um in a way in a in a, in a um in a genuine attempt to help people and make people feel good in a in a, in a, in a positive way not trying to yet
0: they don't realize that it's to their own detriment yeah and they
2: and the, the problem the promise too is that, is it's not it's not always the appropriate way to view life in the world that feelings are pr- the priority because there's so many other things that are sometimes overtake overtake that or just like oh that didn't make me feel good it's like okay but that but, well, that's- but that doesn't that doesn't always matter that much in that sense like it's not like you are it's not like you are invalidated because of that it's just that hey okay like feel your feelings but like sometimes feeling that feeling those things and 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 relishing in them doesn't get you anywhere so it's like mm. it's not worth there's no utility in overemphasizing your feelings let the feelings come let the emotion you don't want to suppress anything let the emotions happen but keep but also you're a person that you you also have autonomy don't just be controlled by your emotions like i felt this so now this means this it's like no it's like feel that but if the feeling wants you to stay in one place but your goal and your actions want you to move into another place then try your best to use your autonomy and and you don't always have to act in line with how you feel. Sometimes and the, it's important yeah. not to.
1: And that's the thing with parenting though is that you're not teaching your pet your kid how to be happy. Well, I guess it is a kind of part of I don't know. I don't have a kid yet, but uh, as far as I understand, you're teaching your kid how to go through life and how to how to exist in reality, not just to be happy. So if you're only um Teaching them like, oh well, you wanna cross the street, okay. Well you don't want to it's uncomfortable to look both ways. Oh well if you're happy not looking both I guess you can cross the street since you're happy and it makes you happy to not look both ways. If you put it that way, that's pretty silly. Like a lot of really important lessons are gonna not are gonna be uncomfortable. Some things are gonna hurt your feelings. And and I think that, that shielding your child or in this case referring to SIFU, shielding your student from the realities you're trying to teach them is a disservice to your student. You're not doing your job at that point if you're not actually preparing them for what you're what you're intending on preparing them for.
2: And and at times it can honestly be more thoughtful and and more of a service to them by being hard. Because again, like someone like Sifu, like not being like, because in the moment it may seem like, oh, it's okay, man. You didn't do push-ups. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, is that is that is that genuinely a nice thing to do? Is it supportive? Yes. But is it really helping your long-term goals and success, which is really what he cares about because he, he deeply cares about your growth as a person? No. So, in a sense, when you look at it that way, what he's doing is actually helping you more than just coddling, giving you that moment of respite instead of being like, no, 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 that looked like shit, tuck your elbows in, let's get these push-ups done because I really care about you. you moving forward, you know?
0: Right, and it's also that simulated stress, like, if I really want to get there, and it wasn't my first day, you're talking on four years into the school, right? you know what I mean? Like, he knows that he can be a little bit tougher on me at, the, at that vein, and that I yeah. want it. I and, want to learn. I want to be, I want to be stronger and faster and better. And honestly,
2: from experience, sometimes that that middle, I mean, it happens at different times, but that, like, that middle ground slump in, in, in your sash, you know, where, again, you're, like, orange, green, and you're just, like, in that awkward... You know, you know, teenager feet growing before everything else is growing. Awkward picture, <laughs> odd, awkward <laughs> p- awkward picture. Braces phase where you're just like, I'm kind of decent, but I, there's so much info and I still suck and I don't know what's going on. Like, you know, it's kind of you're kind of in that awkward teenager phase where you're just, it's you 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 you. And the thing with green sash too is that you again kind of as you said Ed, you, it is the most material heavy sash that you have. You're learning, I think, like five forms. During for that SASH, so it's it's a lot, you know. Yeah, and, and five
0: it, forms. Your self defense requirement is like doubled. Yeah, your round requirement. It's a very goes emotionally, it's a very emotionally three to charged seven, I area. Think. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a very emotionally charged area in training, um, for sure. But yeah, the eating bitter thing is is really important, and I just I, I I don't think people are are doing, I don't think they're doing themselves a great service by overly prioritizing emotion. Like I think emotion is. It it it's a, it needs to be used as almost like it has utility. Of course, it does. You don't want to suppress emotion. You don't want to make people unnecessarily feel bad. But it's but when you when you when you live in excess of emotion, when you over prioritize it over other things, then it gets out of then there's no balance. You know, there's no balance for it.
1: Right. And I think, and I don't think it's necessarily over prioritizing emotion that's the issue. I think shielding from negative emotions. So. Mm, that's a good way to put it. It's good to 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 feel emotions. It's good to understand your feelings, but it is important to feel like you, you've your negative emotions, and that it's a deterrent. It's like, oh I, I fucked up, you know. Yeah. And c4 says, keep your hand up. Like right. when when you throw this punch, you drop this yeah. hand. So keep that hand up. Feeling bad
2: emotion isn't bad, right? Like nothing happens. It's constructive,
1: it, but yeah. if when you're when you're taught a lesson, and so like that's just one of the examples I was saying is like. You know, let's. Uh, they said one point. You know, I would drop my hand when I was sparring. When I was doing a drill, I. You can imagine what it would be like if I if I dropped that hand and got popped in the face. That's that's. Um, is that considered negative reinforcement? But I would consider it a lesson, lesson learned. You know, it's like see, if we've been telling, uh, telling you the whole time, keep that hand up. You dropped your hand, you got hit in the face. What did we learn? And it, keep and, the hand up. And <laughs> now at the
0: same time, it doesn't mean that you need to go off the absolute deep end. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it's just as harmful when you're you've got like like there's people since the whole Trump era with you know fuck your feelings like painted on the back of their car. You yeah. Know, yeah. I don't think that that's helpful either. No, no, definitely not. I, you know, you it all goes back to balance. Right.
2: It all goes back to not living in the excess of either side. And also, to your point, John, I think what's underpinning all of that is someone who maybe doesn't train, who's getting hit in the face, could cry or could bring up emotion, which is understandable. Tons, which has happened to me. Yeah, tons of people. Tons of people cry while they're getting hit or while they're you know it. It happens. It, it, sparring and these types of things bring up emotion. But I think what separates. What what separates someone who, let's say, in this case, trains at our school or trains martial arts or endures that hardship and takes getting punched in the face as, OK, well, OK, well, I should keep my hand and instead of like, oh, my God, I got hit in the face. And yeah, some people and, will and, crumple. And, and, yeah, and I, this means I'm shitty and all this other stuff. And then, you know, it, it's all the, the biggest underpinning thing that we're also adopting through training is also training our perspective. Right. It's training our perspective because if you're – because that, that really is what the martial arts – is molding behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're training your muscles. Yeah, you're training your mind, but it's also your perspective on hardship and pain and growth. Because mm-hmm. if your perspective didn't, because if your perspective was the same it was when you're white sash, you would not have made it to black sash, for sure.
0: Oh no, you wouldn't absolutely have. not. So the
2: perspective, but but that's something that like is important to look at. Is like, you, so with everybody in general, hardship, pain, again, eating better, knowing that like good stuff doesn't come easy all the time. A lot of time it doesn't, but it's like having that perspective that hard stuff. Hard doesn't equal bad, you know. I struggle with that too. You know, get you know, you have a shitty week and stuff gets piled on. You're like, I gotta go fucking do this, and then I gotta go fucking to the post office, and I gotta fucking flat tire. Blah 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 blah. It's very easy to 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 take what could be lessons, and again, you don't have to you don't have to optimize every single negative thing to make it into a fucking TED talk because you're gonna go insane. But it's like like everything's <laughs> like my TED talk. Yeah 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 like 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 it's it's good to be able to take negative things and 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 try to literally see the positive in it or or in a more applicable way, see I think that's too general to say, ah, oh, what's the positive in this? More importantly, if negative things keep coming up, and this is another thing Jordan Peterson talks about, but it's a it's a true thing in general. Okay, if, buckle, buckle. If, <laughs> if if whatever if there's negative things that keep coming up or you keep fucking things up in your life, or burping just,
0: into the microphone, you know, whichever.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> if or if or just if things or if, or if something just annoying comes up, those negative feelings Or those repetitive negative things that are happening are telling you something about yourself. They are echoes from inside you that things need to change. (laughs) That's really what it is. So it's like it's it's not oh oh how can how can I switch this around to a positive? Because that's very like surface level bullshit. It's like no, it's like it's it's lesson
0: one. Yeah, what is What
2: what does this tell me about me? And not as in I'm a bad person, but okay,
0: what can I find out about myself from this negative experience? And maybe you are, and it doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's um, being honest with yourself. Yeah. is important. I mean, really you know, I'm, I'm having first-hand experience with a, a particular familial situation that we've we've discussed. Yeah, you know what I mean, where you're, you're you're looking at you're looking at a person who has always kind of been told they're a piece of shit, so they acted like one, and it you know it doesn't lead to anything good. Doesn't lead to anything successful. Mm. It just lets you be a victim of your your negativity, a victim of your negative self image. You know, you become what you think about. You are what you think you are. Right. I am whatever you say I am. You know, <laughs> you know like it, you you become what you think about, right? So if you're constantly thinking about being a scumbag, criminal piece of shit, that's what you're going to become. That's and I thought manifest. of my, I thought of myself much similarly. Uh, uh, coming up and mm-hmm. starting at the school and whatnot. And I've always struggled with that. And that is kind of why I backpedaled. I didn't know who I was. I had severe identity crises. And, like, um, eat that concept of eating bitter. And, like, obviously, you know, you, you want your teachers to be morally upstanding people that you can look up to, you know? I've always had that fear of, like, SIGONG or SIFU being like, what are you doing, you know? And, um them losing respect for me, for my actions. So it's kind of kept me on the straight and narrow, especially as like, I close, got closer and closer and closer to them. Yeah. It kept me more and more and more on the straight and narrow. But at the same time, that's not... They didn't force my hand into anything. They didn't make the decisions for me. I made the decisions. Yeah. I'm the one that did the work. I'm the one that put myself in the position that I'm in where I feel comfortable even doing this kind of podcast in the first place. You yeah. know what I mean? And a, a big piece of that kind of like whole redemption arc in my life is you know eating bitter and letting go. Letting go is the other side of eating bitter. You you can't hold on to what you were. You can't hold on to the mistakes that you've made. And even if there are people that are upset with you about the mistakes that you've made, you need to let them be upset with you and you need to keep moving forward knowing that you're trying to make yourself better, you know? Mm. That's why some people move and start over. You know, they they they've exhausted their resources in their current area, so they go move somewhere else, become somebody else, and be a bigger, b- bigger, better, different person. And
1: that's sometimes necessary, man. I mean, I, I moved out of, you know, my parents' home to here to this level. We're recording in my apartment. For those of you that don't know, I love it here. And if I didn't, if I didn't wind up moving here, and if I was still stuck at my parents' house, man, I would be a, still be a negative, bitter person who's going out and getting drunk every night and just stuck in a really vicious cycle. And, and that change of scenery was important because, I mean, yeah, there is, of course, there's such thing as too much negative. You know, as much as negative reinforcement and teaching lessons through feeling consequences is important, it doesn't mean that you should just surround yourself with negativity and learn to overcome it. It's not a good, it's not good. But, you know, willfully engaging and getting over, you know, um, getting over obstacles is important, but your your mindset and the place where you're at and and the people you associate yourself with are instrumental in realizing what's important to you and realizing how to actually solve those problems instead of perpetually getting in your own way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Absolutely. There was a great clip. I re- um, Today was one of those mornings where like, I think it's because we're recording, you know? Um, it puts me in that mindset. You know, I want to be as successful. I want to be, I want these episodes to be great. I want my mind to be on point. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it pushes me. It's that, like, okay, we got some shit to do today. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to take my alpha brain, sponsor us. Um, please. I'm, I took <laughs> please, one today, too. Please. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take my alpha brain. I'm going to take my, my, my total, my vitamins. I'm going to eat a little bit of healthy fats and some healthy carbs and some good protein and get myself started for the day. You know what I mean? And like, Moving, I snap my finger so you can't hear on the microphone. You know, get get moving, get going, let's go, let's go. So sometimes I wake up and I want to be entertained. Like yesterday, I woke up. (laughs) I'm not entertained. I woke up. I had a nice, long, relaxing morning, listening to some Critical Role, Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons podcast for Mm -hmm. those of us who are not nerds. Um, (laughs) But then today was one of those days where it was like motivation. And I just go on YouTube and I type in, like, Wednesday morning motivation. You know what I mean? Find, like, a good old 10-minute video and boom. And then I found that 10-minute, like, some 10-minute motivational video. It's just the same bullshit. I think I sent you guys a clip of one of the ones that I watched. Mm -hmm. Um, Sent you the link. But uh, just about how we we become our thoughts and, like, that I'll ride that wave throughout the rest of the day. And a short came up after that video. Um, which is basically YouTube's version of Reels. You know, everyone's yeah. copying their formats. But uh, it was Muhammad Ali when he was like in his 30s talking. And it's like Muhammad Ali at 35, which is crazy. because It's not too far from my age now, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jenny's, it's, you know. So we're, we're right there. So it's crazy to see like somebody so prolific mm-hmm. at like my age, basically, mm-hmm. um, talk about how not much you can do when you're 65. I mean, you only got so much time. And then he was like, so in the next 30 years, about nine of those years is going to be spent sleeping. About eight of those years is going to be spent traveling, you know, or four, four of those years, I think he said, is going to be spent traveling. And another three of those years is going to be spent on entertainment, watching movies, doing da-da-da. But it's funny, I find, that even Muhammad Ali brought up the fact that you are going to spend time on entertainment, right? Mm. So there was never a question in that whole motivational speech about getting off your ass and you only have 16 years to be productive in those 30 years and da 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 and this, that, and the third. He still brought up entertainment. So it leads us to it is important to give yourself those breaks and not overload and overload and overload. but you have to time it. It's like in a video game, right? Mm. Talk about The Witcher. Okay. It points at
1: me. Yes, I am, I'm guilty of having 146 hours in The Witcher. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. That it's was like it you were mean-
2: it just sounded like you were meaning to confess that. Like, no, no, yes,
0: I guess no. I have
1: this many hours. That's, that's a number that's just still growing. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that freaking game. You need to go you need to, go to like video game rehab.
1: <laughs> um, but it's not a problem. It doesn't affect my life a lot. <laughs> not, not that much at all, I think. As long as I don't have
0: anything else to do that I totally didn't plan. But now think about (laughs) sprinting in that game as a metaphor for life, right? (laughs) Yeah. So when you're sprinting, there's a little meter that runs out. But if you let go of the button, the meter fills right back up, and he never hits that point where he's exhausted and needs to take like 10 seconds to rest, right? So you just sprint, let it go for a second, sprint, let it go for a second, sprint, let it go for a second, and you can basically sprint indefinitely. It's almost like there's no break in the sprinting.
1: Or you can actually take a potion so that sprinting outside of combat is unlimited, and just so yeah, you could just be on drugs all the time and sprint everywhere. I was gonna say that <laughs> that is that is the a uh, metaphorical equivalent to
0: steroids. <laughs> this potion is called cocaine. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. sprint indefinitely. <laughs> okay, okay, John. Wait way to take my point and blast it in the face with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> I but, was joking. I know, I know. But, but you know the the the, the purpose and the metaphor that I'm trying to bring up is that like if you. Push as hard as you can and then allow yourself to breathe. I was having a discussion with a client about this yesterday. Um, about how, if even, like, let's say you get stuck in ruts, right? We all get stuck mm-hmm. in ruts. I was just telling you guys that, like, I, you know, this past month I've looked back and realized there's a thing I need to fix, you know, blah, 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 long story short. And I was saying to her uh, that if you don't allow yourself to take the break, you will still be f- unable to push and do the work. Right. If you're lacking that bit of, of strength to push forward, you need to allow yourself that moment to breathe. Now, if you just let go and stop beating yourself up for the break that you take, it'll actually be a break. Yeah. Instead of sitting there and like being anxious about all the shit that you need to do. Yeah. it's seething right exactly you're Being like oh, I'm doing this I don't want to not do this but I just don't have the fucking energy to get up and do blah 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 you know what I mean and if you keep in that thought process you never allow yourself to take the break sometimes it's just your brain that needs to reset put the phone down lay down for 10 minutes you know or, what I mean or even
1: just check yourself out of the situation that you might be stressed out about you know even like if, if it's a work situation it's completely different you know you're kind of stuck there for all intents and purposes but um, I, I told you this morning Ed that I, I'm a dart player and yesterday was kind of a rough day for me personally, so I was under a lot of stress, and I, I lost my first game of darts, and it's just like the negativity just started snowballing to the point where my last game I played, I was holding the darts out, and my hand was sh- was shaking, like like fluttering like a leaf in a breeze, It was, and I, I couldn't throw straight, I mean, I didn't throw awfully, but I didn't throw well enough to win that game either, so I wound up losing again. And I just, I looked at my wife and I was like, it's time to go. Like, I, I can't fucking be here. Like, this is just not working for me. And you just check out. And, you know, you, you, sometimes you just need a break. Could I have stayed and, like, gritted my teeth and lost another two games? Yeah, probably. But there's, like, six other guys on the team. So they, they all got to play. And they actually wound up winning out. They won the rest of the games that night. Hmm. And because we started off in a slide. Like, we started off 0-5. And, and I was two of those. So, but it, it just, uh, all it took was me getting out of there. And you know what? I think that I did the team a favor. Honestly, it's it's important to know when when to bow in and out. And you don't have to grit your teeth. You need a rest. You need a, you need a break sometimes. And I just, uh, last night was not the time for me to push. Last night was the time for me to step back and take right. a breather.
0: And, and to, to extrapolate out further, like how much time do people waste sitting around thinking about doing the work? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I'll get to the gym next week. I'll get there soon. I'll, yeah. you know, when... The, the difference could be just get count one, two, three, four, five, and get up and go. You Part know what I mean? Perfect
2: example if you guys want to feel better about stuff you're putting off. I um – Finally went to my. Um, I finally went to my eye exam appointment that needed to be made probably two to two and a half years ago. So, because <laughs> I, I literally, because like before the because like the pa- well the pandemic was there. So oh my like, god, I can see. <laughs> yeah. So so and, and literally, I mean, even since the pandemic ended, let's say it's a year and a half. I'm like, I'll do that Monday. And then Monday turned into last Monday, this past Monday. <laughs>
1: two and, and a half years later,
2: literally. I'm like, I'll do it next week, uh, and, I, and
1: and it's just one hundred and four <laughs> weeks
2: later. <laughs> yeah, that's I am now at my eye exam. But that's a perfect example of like how like little bullshit can just get in the way. And like I, amount of times I am like, yes, am I am I training? Am I working on stuff? Of course I am. But like I current, I constantly struggle with just being in a mental and emotional rut during the week where I'm just running around and doing this and doing that. and... Running around like my shoes are on fire the whole week, right. you know, and I'm the and I, and I look up in the mirror and I'm the one holding like the kerosene and I'm like fuck, you know, it's just it's, you know,
0: yeah, and it, but it's, and it's like John said, like knowing when to walk away as well. Like you have to know you have to know when it's time for you to just like not tonight, not today, you know, it's like, not happening. Yeah, and yeah. that that relates out to everything. Like I mean, yeah, it was a competition, so you felt like you might be better for the team if you just went home, and you have your reasons, and they're all valid.
1: Well, so like as much as it it wound up being better for the team, I just knew in that moment that there's like I'm just not going to get better because I was I was just gritting my teeth and I was an emotionally like in a in a in a downslide. I was just absolutely not going to wind up where I needed to be to play well if I continued to play. So it's not like I was I was doing it for the team in that moment. Like you guys are better without me. Like I wasn't really thinking that. It was just like I can't continue. Now the
0: question, and I think what the purpose of the episode is. How do you take, and I know we're not going to get into detail about what's going on, but like, how do you take those negative emotions and those bad feelings and not let them prevent you from doing the work? Hmm. You know what I mean? How do you still hold yourself accountable, and how long of a rest is acceptable? You know, I guess it's situation dependent. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say so. I I, I mean, like you're driving, you know, let's say I'm on another road trip driving two hours from Connecticut. Like, I just can't, I just need to pull over. Like, you know, yeah, sure. That can happen. But like, I'm just not going to drive today. Like, I I don't think that's necessarily an option, (laughs) you know, so it is on a per, per uh, item basis for sure. I mean, um, but taking necessary rest is a a big part of that, you know, but as far as in the moment, I mean, that's something we're going to have to think about because like, you know. My answer for last night was to check out, but you can't always check out. So processing that information moving forward is, is hard. It's difficult.
0: Well, I think – and part of that is is having the wisdom to know what situations you can and cannot check out of. Right. Right. You know? That yeah. is the delineation I, I like, was referring God to. God forbid
2: a, a family member or something having like a – you know, some sort of a medical emergency you need to drive, the, drive them to the hospital. You can't just be like – I need a moment for myself. Yeah, so exactly. So you need to wait because I need to just balance before I can drive you to the hospital. And He's if bleeding. You, oh, God. I know, but my chakras are not. I just, they're not. I'm not centered right now, and I can't drive to yeah. you to the hospital. It's like, no, no, you need to deal with that and drive the fucking person to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, right you fucking know?
0: now. Um, no, no, how, how about um, Satan that I used to date when I broke my hand?
1: The Satan?
0: The, the devil incarnate mm. that I used to date. When I broke my hand, that was like, this is so inconvenient for me. And I drove my stick shift myself to the hospital with a fucking broken hand.
1: Oh, shit. Not
0: good. You know what I mean? Like, can you take me to the hospital? Like, no, you can't? Yeah. <laughs> you no. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was one time where my sister needed to get off of work because we were having a bit of a family emergency. And she wasn't able to get relief so quickly. So in those moments you know what is she thinking what kind of pressure is she under how does she handle it and she was honestly she's fucking heroic she's one of my favorite people so the fact that she was able to deal she's with a that police
0: officer who saved lives Yeah, regularly it's yeah.
1: it's amazing and uh she was able to get a relief but not not have, you know not before their own convenience unfortunately and uh then take care of this whole thing but at the same time that was happening i was actually on the road and I had no idea about any of this, so you know it was uh, that was a bit of a taxing time for me too. And sometimes you just have to endure. Sometimes you just have to
0: grit your it, teeth and push through.
1: You do, yeah. It's it's really you know, and that's what's uncomfortable. And but it's important to understand how to handle those situations. And fuck, man, I'm still learning. You know, I'm still figuring this shit out. Oh, well, like, we're all
0: still learning. I think yeah. that's the point of it. Which is funny because uh, the the last episode we talked about. Um, getting out of your own way, you know? And when we stopped recording, there was a, like, palpable weight in the room. And, you know, it didn't sound like that in the recording. It didn't sound like that in the episode. But I think we all talked about it, talked about things that we need to learn, kind of like sometimes you end up Speaking about or teaching lessons that you yourself most need to learn, which is like what I find myself doing with the kids and the beginners a lot of the times when I'm teaching class is like I work on stuff that like I need to work on, the bare basics, the bare minimum, you know? Yeah. But then when we, we ended that recording, there was a palpable weight in the room because I think we all kind of like took a second to think and processed all of the things that we discussed in that episode, that we ourselves need to work on. I think it really hit home for a lot of us. I think my biggest struggle in my life has been standing in my own way. Um, And it's been very, very present at the the surface of my mind is, Mm. is me standing in my way and me overcoming myself, me versus me every single day. And how emotionally taxing that can be sometimes too when you start to Let that affect your view of yourself, you know? Right. Depression and anxiety come into play where you could turn that into a spiral of, I suck, I'm no good, I'll never be able to, it's too late, I'm 33, what's the fucking point anymore? You know what I mean? I'm not a 22-year-old who is gonna be able to i'm not 25 i'm not 27 i'm not 28 years old we're like this could be my year like every year this is my year this is my year and then every year some fucking shit happens you know every fucking year i get hurt something goes on family emergency end of a relationship you know like whatever it could be hopefully that never happens again but like what dude same yeah but what what, whatever whatever it is something always happens mm-hmm. and this content this this you know the lesson will be presented to you until you learn it you will keep being forced to learn the lesson until the lesson sticks right you yep. know what i mean the universe is going to keep throwing the same shit at you it's like uh morgan freeman when he played god right mm-hmm. he had that morgan whole speech freeman. yeah morgan <laughs> freeman he had that whole speech where he uh I, I, some shit I saw Like some motivational video Where it was like Just him saying it And there was piano music In the background But it was poignant You know like Like If you ask for more love In your family Does God all of a sudden Fill you with warm fuzzy feelings Or does God give your family Opportunities to love each other mm. If you want to succeed Does God grant you money In your bank account And success Or does he give you Opportunities for you To make yourself successful right. You know So it's like How many times Does the ship sail away and you're sitting there waiting at the dock for the next ship to come in.
2: Right.
1: Mm.
0: When you should be building your own goddamn boat. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what was that joke with the uh, the guys in a flood and like, you know, oh, the yeah. search party on a boat comes and he says, no, God will save me. And then like another search party comes and they're like, no, God is going to save me. Then a helicopter comes and his house is already completely covered in water. It's like, no, it's okay. God will save me. And he winds up drowning and dies and he goes up to heaven and there's God waiting for him at the pearly gates. And he said, "God, I thought you were gonna come and save me." And God goes, well, "I sent two boats and a helicopter." You moron! <laughs> what do you think? You yeah. know? So it's something like that. You think that. I'm gonna go, You think I'm gonna get wet? Like, no, no, no. You on. See these sandals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Armani. Yeah, yeah.
2: These <laughs> the are gen- five. These are five million years old. <laughs>
0: and
1: and they're genuine. Get they're old. genuine Tyrannosaur leather. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you gonna know get these things wet? for it's you from the underbelly of the t-rex yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no softer leather yeah now god's from brooklyn yeah 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 this, yeah.
2: yeah. i wear these when I, I wear these when i'm washing the concrete outside my outside my shop
1: um but
0: it's you Why know god and the mucinex guy have the same voice it's just all the same guy it's all the same <laughs> guy apparently um but it,
1: because it, they're both within us <laughs>
2: Oh my God! Oh goodness! <laughs> that is, I think that's objectively true and a little bit scary. Frightening yeah. truths. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> which is funny because you know, interestingly enough, the gentleman who messaged us on Instagram, who also trains in, uh, has tra- trained in Shaolin and Hungar, um, he was saying that he likes the show and that we talk about martial arts and actual fighting applications and the mindset portion. And thinks we're funny even though he doesn't understand American references. And I find that interesting because you know what's interesting is that there's no medication advertising in other countries. Whoa. So we say the Mucinex guy, nobody That's has the any American idea wow. what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, you know geez. what I mean? Yeah. They, think it's Beca- just, they think it's just some man holding a pill bottle.
2: They just don't realize it's like some like... <laughs> like Danny DeVito phlegm. that's just like <laughs>
0: well other, other countries aren't allowed to advertise I think New Zealand you can uh, some pharmaceutical companies can run advertisements but
1: mm-hmm. also think about like it, the conf- it's confusing to think about the motivation for having commercials for pharmaceutical drugs on TV that just regular people are watching cuz we can't just go out and like I'm going to go get some lab. like there's no <laughs> Zeljans like or or whatever it is <laughs> like it, normally commercials are geared to advertise towards like the consumers watching the television and I like I'm not a doctor I can't prescribe myself that shit right. so it's weird how they're like trying to insert themselves into the whole, like, right. doctor-patient interaction. Like, yeah, I'm going to the doctor, you know, oh, well, I, I got some chest pains. You think uh, yeah. you think this medicine that I saw on TV would work? And the doctor's like, yeah. no, shithead, I'm writing you a prescription. Yeah. Like, the drug <laughs> company thinks it's like,
2: just in case while well, you were going out to get that new waffle iron, you were going to go pick up some fibromyalgia, <laughs> you could go use this medicine on your way home. Well, it's like, like, what's darker, the fucking point? It's darker Stop. and more
0: devious than that. And I feel like I'm going to say this, and the NSA is going to come knocking on my door. Um, oh, this is going to be cool. So... <laughs> not really. It's just the scary truth about well, the country. Well, it's cool for us. We're
2: not going to be getting arrested. Yeah, so, like, well, it's really cool for us. we have never we're, seen we're, someone we're get swatted country, before. <laughs>
0: we're a country. Not We're not run by politicians. We're run by lobbyists. Right. We're, we're run by money. And a lot of these people, you know, like, oh, campaign donations. You know what I mean? What the fuck is that, campaign donations? Like, you need to be a millionaire to run for office in the first place. It's not open for anybody. You have to be the, the financial elite of the country. And how you got those gains doesn't make a fucking difference. Mm-hmm. So whoever, they're going to create laws for whoever gives them the most money. So as the years go on and the years go by... The American people are lied to and they are sunk deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the physical and financial hole that they've given themselves. We are in debt. We are in debt mentally, we are in debt physically, and we are in debt financially, 100%. They want us to be debt slaves to these three things. They want us so sick we can't fight back. They want us so brainwashed we can't think for ourselves. And they want us so unaware of the way that our bodies work that we need to live our lives on their medication. Right? Mm -hmm. So Humira. This is something that I can talk about because they asked me to take it. Now, a friend of mine takes Humira. He has Crohn's disease. He needs Humira. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's a little different. I've got psoriasis. Why are you giving me the same drug? Mm -hmm. And I asked my doctor that. I'm like, I don't think I need to take an immunosuppressant like There's nothing I can do. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's an autoimmune condition. We're not too sure, like, what the cause is of it. It's probably genetic, but, like, you can take Humira. I'm like, okay, well, isn't that going to shut down my immune system? I'm like, well, yeah. And then you take the drug to counteract the drug. And you hit the other drug to counteract the other drug. And then you have, ster- you know, you're taking steroids and bullshit nonsense. And then one drug causes issues, so you got to take another drug to cause it. Or, like, a, 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 a some, somebody that I know. I don't want to go too far, HIPAA and everything like that. But somebody that I know is having surgery after surgery after surgery for the past two years after a car accident and they keep going to these doctors and they're trying to cut her off from her her treatments that have been working they don't want her in massage therapy which actually is the only thing that she the only thing that helps her Mm -hmm. the only thing that helps her pt makes her worse the meds don't help you know Mm -hmm. surgery after surgery nothing has gotten better it started with a knee and then it went from a knee to the other knee. Now it's the knee, now it's this shoulder. And I did this one, and I want to do the other shoulder. So does she really need all this shit, or is she a fucking cash cow? Mm. But you can't say that, or you're wrong, or you're in the way of people's health, you're giving you know, bad medical advice because you're telling people not to trust. Find a good one. You'll know you have a good doctor because they're going to talk to you, and they're gonna—they're not gonna sell you down the river. But then when you get into these holes where you're dealing with insurance companies and the doctors that are partnered with these insurance companies and who they're going with, you know, like they're selling surgeries and they're selling procedures and they're selling medications because they want the yachts and the houses and the bullshit and the and the—you know what I mean? They right. want that Bezos lifestyle, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the like, problem, but the problem is, though, it's not even at
2: times the doctors that are being nefarious fair is it's, it's all of the infrastructure that they're operating within. Well, it's, where that, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 you know, the medication companies and, you know, coming down to the doctor's offices to be like, Hey, can you sell this? Can you, and it's like, and it's that like, trickles what we, down, like, what are we doing here? It
0: trickles down from the top because, you know, like obviously with some companies, they'll just give out samples because they believe their product works. Fantastic. You know, and it, Excuse me. Antibiotic companies do that. Uh, lots, lots of times, I've gone to the doctor and they've been like, "Well, here's a sample of this medication. See if it works for you." You know, here, try they,
1: they, some of this uh, Vicodin. They just, they <laughs> they
0: just have free they, they, they just have, well, work, no, they just no, have no, one of those
1: like white
2: glove Costco people that are like, "With the burrito, you could also have this little pill." That's all. <laughs> we put both in the microwave that I have right here. It'll be great for you. A little
1: dose of tofacitinib. <laughs> well,
0: what I mean is like you know like antibiotics are like al- albuterol, like an inhaler. You know what I mean? Like that. Those are things have that. Of those given given to me like in samples and stuff like that you know mm-hmm.
1: um how's the breathing <laughs> oh better now. <laughs> <laughs> better now I'm a little
0: jittery but it's okay um,
1: my lungs feel like metal <laughs> dude that's how you know somebody's taking albuterol those twitches are real bro <laughs>
0: oh yeah well you know I'm an, I'm an asthmatic so
1: I, I, I had I had juvenile asthma and I, I
0: exercise induced asthma which is great for a martial artist but boom great combo um, Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's great when, like, it's the middle of the summer and, like, we're having a really great workout in the middle of it. I'm like. (laughs) um, So, but nevertheless, like, there are (laughs) medical things that you need. Like, I'm not against medicine. Like, I have albuterol in my gym bag as an emergency. You know, I have an emergency inhaler. Like, I'm not against it. But what I'm saying is there is more to the picture than is painted for us. And they want to keep us in these in these circles because we become cash cows. The more debt that you're in, the more uh, you're a slave. Right, you're a slave. You're 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 an indentured servant. You yep. know what I mean? And and it's like you're living for your debt. That's really all it is. That's why the ultimate freedom. You know, it's like it's like th- those fucking pretentious ass reels like like this is the new rich and cuz it's like we're so much better than everybody else we have tiny homes and we have little vans that we live in and i have all the money in the world that i can go travel the country and like fucking see everything for 5 to 6 years and then i'll figure out my career like like this is what we do with our time this is how we show our wealth we like get to have margaritas in colorado I'm like fuck
1: You. I I know a bus person. I know a person that bought a bus and is just like driving around living their life. And you know what? Good for them. If you have a way
0: that you can make a fucking living remotely like if you work on a computer and you you're you're doing your thing and you're paying your bills and you're making it happen then fantastic you know what good for you it's me but and this- my
2: dog mug champa we're just out we're just me and my dog sandalwood <laughs> we both we we both wear soho hats and we just we just ride our soho cowboy our, hats are you just- are
0: soho hats those like those like pretentious flat brim like round hats that everybody wears that
2: every like yes every <laughs> every every like every like girl who's ever been to manhattan wears
1: he doesn't wear a collar, but I got him mala beads. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, the collar's a bit too spiritually restrictive, so I just I just bought him a pair of open-toed shoes instead. <laughs> he has a pair of sandals. They, all, they, all, they, for they talk dogs.
0: about feeding the four, yet they all have like a $500 bailage in their hair. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But anyway, regardless, before we offend fucking everybody. Well, um, let's yeah. go. Whatever. But the, 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 the point is it's like, That's how you're showing off your, like, that's the society that we're living in. It's like, if you can make it out of your town for an hour or two, you're successful. Is that not slavery? Is Uh, that not being let out of your pen to fucking complete a task Mm. and then go back into your pen and wait for it to happen the next day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it takes, and, and like we were talking about before, like, the grind, like, that's, I talk shit about it, but that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and train and sit down and record an episode and make some content and fucking make people happy and inspire people and motivate people and have that be what makes a living for me. That's what sets me on fire. That's what makes me feel alive is doing that for other people. That's why I became a massage therapist and stopped becoming a mechanic because when somebody – like I had a client with frozen shoulder that couldn't lift her arm higher than her chin. You know what I mean? And I worked on her for like four months between me and PT, she was raising her arm. It's amazing. You know what I mean? And it's like, and not even that she was in PT for most of it. I kept begging her to go back to PT, so I just gave her some exercise to do, and I'm like, are you at least doing the stretches I gave you? And she's like, yes, I'm doing the stretches. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, well, you know, and eating better, it's not going to get better until you put the work in. I can work on you all you want, but if you don't do the work in between treatments, it's not going to help. But being able to do that for her and be there with her and work on her week after week and then see how happy she was she walked out of the room with her hand up with like this big fucking smile on her face
1: she was actually able to escape through the door frame with her hand completely raised because she's uh, she's four foot six she's tiny it's a a nine year old she she was a gnome (laughs) Uh, I think this I think this
0: speaks more to to the idea of I'm sorry but but let me finish my point real quick so the, the point is like that high that's what I'm living for and I think that that's what we all really want is to be able to be free to be able to live our lives freely and like Sifu Lloyd always says you leave it all at the door and you walk into the school and you train and it gives you that opportunity to kind of like take that mental break even though you're doing something physical you're taking that mental break from the problems of the world Right, so the breaks that we're talking about taking, they can be productive as well. It doesn't have to be sitting down and watching a movie or playing video games or whatnot. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to escape that sla- the slavery of the system, you must first escape the um, escape it in your mind. <laughs> the yeah. slavery
1: of the mind. With with what you were, it's with, true. <laughs> yeah, you- no, you're absolutely right. I don't mean to. I don't mean to make fun of that. I just like making funny voices. <laughs> there's,
2: any, there's any voice that requires you to be wearing some sort of cape, I feel like, is what you, The slavery of Oh the my mind. god, the, the and one you joke... you just, like, appear, like, you just make a dove appear, like, out of your sleeve.
1: Yeah, no, the, the one joke you should not pull on your significant other, like, if they're really upset at you, oh, so you're mad? And you get a towel and you put it over the shoulder and say, oh, now you're super mad.
0: Oh my god, that made I, me mad. I love it. I am so doing evil. that yeah. next argument.
1: Or, instead of a towel, actually have a cape. <laughs> oh, are you think you think mad now? Now, now I do have super, a cape. Hey, Now, you're, now Superman. you're Superman. My Thor costume. I do have a cape. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. I'm
0: Jenny. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> oh, she geez. goes to me. She goes real quick. Then I'll let mm-hmm. you get to your point, Right. I'm sorry. That's okay. She goes to me. Ah, oh, I keep meaning to listen to your show, but like I haven't. What episode should I listen to? And I go, well, you're on episode four. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, fine. I'll listen to that yeah. one. Just That's in the background one. talking yeah. shit. Um,
1: you know, Carrie, Carrie said I've listened to the martial mind. I'm like, Oh, you have? It's like, yes, it's very good. I'm like, thank you. End of conversation. It was good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <Okay.
0: laughs> like, just a, <laughs> well, somebody who doesn't train doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about half the time. But that's besides the point. Yeah. So you, you keep trying to make a point, right? No,
2: it's okay. Um Yeah, just just kind of like what you're speaking to and getting out of that, getting out of that grind. But it is not even it doesn't even necessarily have to do like the grind is a big problem because it's but the grind itself is not the issue what what a lot of people are lacking when on when in that rat race is not having any sort of deep meaning that's really what the problem is is not having like for so for you it's like it's it's you know what makes massage fulfilling and all these things is that it gives you meaning helping people gives you meaning it has it has that deep meaningful thing so so even like cuz some people listen kind of like what you were talking about that other time where like for you Owning your own massage business is meaningful, but then you had that other guy you were talking about who like worked at Hand and Stone and just did his treatments and loved it and found meaning in other parts of his life. He got what he wanted from that, but had meaning probably in other parts through his family, through his relationships, through a hobby that he had. But it's more important of just of I, I think raising people out of this like grindy bullshit of because of, because what 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 going from point A to point B and point A to point B and never taking ne- never picking your head up or anything. Existentially is that You just You don't find any meaning You don't have that Kind of that That light In you Where you're just kind of You're just going You're just You're just have you just going from Appointments to appointments Your entire life And getting oil changes And then you die just It's l- just like Listlessly you're, you're dri- drifting Yeah you're just driving From work to home And getting oil changes In between And then you just Are deceased at some point and In it's, the future It's, it's easy to <laughs> it's feel like, like that
0: too It's really easy to feel like that So I get many like people that, feel I like that I get like that a lot You know I mean like I work fucking crazy hours sometimes And like Especially when the business Was light and it's getting better now. It's definitely picking up. I've only been in business for myself at this point of recording so, uh, like 4 months. Mm-hmm. Yesterday so it's, today. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. I'm getting
2: right? John a massage right now.
0: I just
1: think that's a pretty picture.
2: It, it is. is a very
0: pretty picture.
1: But it feels like yesterday when you first opened up the, the new shop, you know, I, I remember like you came to me and you were, you were like, "John, you know, I remember what you said like, "Do you think it's an upgrade?" you know, regarding one of your other moves. Oh, well and,
0: that goes right back to the point of like not being afraid. So, okay. So Something that I wanted to say in regards to the eating bitter, C. Lloyd's life lessons that he's given us, blah blah blah. You know, um, the people that are willing to hurt your feelings for your benefit love you more than the people who are coddling you. Yet we somehow always gravitate to those that make us more comfortable than the ones who push us and challenge us a lot of the well, times. Well, that, yeah. well, that well,
2: that well, that lines up directly to when we learn joint locking or any sort of any sort of strikes like that or any sort of is is what, is the, is, is what does the body do when it feels pain?
0: It shies it, away it. From moves it. away. Yeah. It moves away from the pain. Yeah. It's a metaphor. China is a metaphor for life. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, 100%. Kung Fu teaches you a lot about life. You know, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like, like Havarti cheese teaches you a lot about eating good. You, you know, know what I'm saying. I'm I've been saying. doing this a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, croc, crocs are very tactile. Yeah, they're sure. tactile. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you made Kark, good, yeah. de- 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 slides are good too, because you can use them as a weapon more efficiently. Yeah, yeah. you're almost may, falling asleep. Yeah, you may you may think we're I'm gonna asleep. get sued by Tom Sedaris <laughs> and may, Steven Seagal. You may you
2: may think I'm asleep in my recliner, but you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I, I'm, I'm not Tom, sure. I hope
0: Tom Segura hears this clip one day and is like, you know, they've taken the character, they have really elevated it. And yeah, Steven mm-hmm. Seagal hears it and goes, that guy sounds little, very familiar.
2: Yeah, that guy sounds like a slob. Who is that? Hey, <laughs> like, dude, I here. think that's you. Actually. That, guy,
0: that guy definitely doesn't do keto. Yeah. <laughs> that guy um, sounds like not Aikido. Yeah. Anti Aikido. Aikido. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Uh, but, but yeah, so, oh, God, I didn't even remember where the fuck I was anymore.
2: Uh, Oh, um. Oh, no. It was, uh, talking, you were talking about Sifu Lloyd and then about, um, people, people hurting your feelings. And oh. then also, and then I said the, oh, moving, yeah, moving right. Away those, from the pain. those
0: people that are willing to say things that hurt, that may hurt or challenge you even because it's for your benefit. And we often just say, you're arrogant. What do you know? You're arrogant. You don't live a day in my shoes. You don't know my story. It's like, all right. Oh, yeah, I deal with that. And we know, you're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. But, like, like, the, like, food and shit is not an escape when it's killing you. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're on the right path and maybe that week or that month you decide, ah, you know what? I'll have a soda. I'll ha-, Like, we have Coke Zero in the house for the first time in three months because I was walking to the store and I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we decided to quit it, but like at the same time, it's Coke Zero, not cigarettes. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, ha- like, like relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, we'll go out, a, you know, once a month or twice a month, and have dessert, mm. like a real dessert, not like Halo Top or like yogurt with a little bit of granola and some honey. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like real dessert, like a brownie with some fucking ice cream on it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like,
1: that's what I meant to do. Ah, oh, less less uh, smoke. I meant to make creme brulee. That would have been really nice, like a real creme brulee. Smoke
0: by smoking he means smoking meat.
1: I do barbecue, yeah. So uh, I made a brisket with my buddy Paul recently, and I like to do oh, like cool. the main course and my little back pocket special, little creme brulee, you know, every now and then. So. And the
2: most interesting piece is that you do actually cook it in your back pocket.
1: I do. I actually yeah, so I have a brulee. <laughs> a a John, is that, bruleer. is that cooked cream in your yeah, back pocket? Just You're goddamn my, right it is. Yeah, the left. Grab <laughs> a spoon and crack
2: that
0: bitch. <laughs> He just, he just drinks a gallon of milk and goes to town. I just uh, imagine.
2: I just imagine you get you you like you get outside and you sit down. And everyone just hears. And you go, well, they go, what was that? And you go, definitely not the creme brulee that I have in my back pocket. That'd be crazy, right, guys? And you just like Tom and Jerry through the wall. Like, bye, guys. I gotta go. Hey, what's that over there? Just start running. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing looks more guilty than you starting to sprint for no
1: reason away from Me? people. Oh Me sprinting, God. yeah, I'm guilty of something at that point. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you were making a point, <laughs> very poignant. One, but no, but I and I, I think we do that for each other a lot. Like I think we say things to each other that may, may upset us, but it's yeah. okay, you know. But or, it's because we love you, right? Exactly. Yeah. But 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 it's all around. We do it all the time, and I even. I, I, like, texted the group because I was like, I just want to let you guys know, like, if I was excessively hard on you guys the other day, I still love you guys, and I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm super assertive, and I think a lot of that comes from, like, people in my life, as soon as I started to believe in myself and work, like, sometimes you don't have to move. We talked about moving, right? Times it. Okay. Well, we talked about moving to get away and start over. Right. But it's not always about moving. Sometimes it's just about shifting the group that you're in, and... The most consistent person in my life is this motherfucker right here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Woo-wee. Ed pointed at Ryan and
1: not me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, we only just started hanging out again a couple years ago when we started training. We, We didn't train for a while, and it was because you left that life. And and hung out with us. I couldn't keep going to the bars, dude. Yeah, dude. I waste my paychecks and you can't do shit the next day because you're drinking and whatnot like that. And then I think you saw, like, hey, Ed hasn't been at Doc's in a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, it
1: didn't take long. No, when I met you that night, um, like, saw you that night because we had known each other for many years. It was I signed up like almost immediately, like it wasn't yeah. a long time at all it was like but I, I'm
0: saying it, w- it was that moment. I had seen you in the past there yeah, yeah. when I hung out there more often, and we, we would say hello, we'd be very friendly with each other, but we weren't calling each other, we weren't texting yeah. each other and calling, you know hitting each other up to go hang out or whatnot. Yeah. It, 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 and it was because I would visit King's Park and I would visit those people, and then I would need to leave again. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, fuck you. And you know what? Fuck you too. It's fine. You know? <laughs> like, seriously, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Because, because, you know, I'm doing something with my life. Yeah. And I'm doing big things with my life because that's where I feel most fulfilled. It has nothing to do with me feeling like I'm better than anybody else. It has nothing to do with that. But the lessons that I've learned to help myself along the way, I enjoy imparting on other people. And sometimes I can be a little harsh. Well, I know that about myself. But at the same time, it's all from a place of love. And that's know? the thing,
1: too. Like, doing right by yourself is not a display of, like, I think I'm better than you. But it's kind of internalizing the message that I deserve better. Like, I should be treating myself better. And that doesn't mean that you think you're better than someone else. But it's like, yeah, maybe I should be doing better for me.
0: Yet it is often perceived yeah. as selfishness and arrogance because we're jealous of other people's success. So if somebody who's in shape is telling a fat person to put the cupcakes down, they're like, fuck you, what do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? This makes me happy. And it's like, it doesn't. It makes you unhappy, you fucking adult. You yeah. don't realize it, but you're actually hurting yourself. Yeah. You're happy in the moment, but later is what you need to think it about. It makes
2: you feel good. It doesn't make you happy. You know Heroin makes you feel good. Heroin right. doesn't make you happy.
0: But but at the same time, like... And to this day, I don't think there's anything wrong with the... Uh responsible use of like marijuana or psychedelics i think mm. those can actually have a benefit beneficial purpose and there's a lot of research on like even ketamine and it's effective treatment for ptsd yep. the, the way that it makes anxiety. the way that it makes you face yourself yep. and i saw that actually e- you know e- even as far as a couple years ago i experimented with microdosing with psilocybin and it's a nice mental mental break like if 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 you're trying to take that rest and that respite and you're not doing anything where you need to be responsible so small doses of psilocybin can be a great great way to rid your mind momentarily of the the negative thoughts and issues like that and you can take that Mm. not even just take the break but it's it's uh it's it's medicine you know what i mean if you use it as medicine as medicine if you use it to get as foobard as humanly possible and someone has to pick you up off the floor because you're seeing demons that that you've (laughs) you've gone too far you know what i mean but it's the same thing with drinking you can have a drink
2: yeah if you it's again it's all it's all you t- it's all for you you know, depending on what you're using it for. If you're if you're using it to get to know yourself better or to deal with anxiety, that's one thing. If you're using it to laugh a little bit more when you're going to see the uh, the uh the rescreening of Airbud at a strip mall, that's a separate thing. And don't do it for that reason.
1: <laughs> well, I mean think you that's can a great
2: reason. I, that's also it. true. Dude, that's absolutely a excellent reason. All right, can, guys.
0: Sorry. can think of no better reason. <laughs> I'm saying if you're trying to if 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 you're living in squalor and all you're doing is tripping balls because you're like, I'm going to have that spiritual experience that transforms me and elevates me. And da 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 da. you're not. And you start you're taking being... a shit outside of a
2: gas station. Yeah. You're not and, doing and, 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 and you're, <laughs> you're not.
0: And, and it's like, you know, in your lecturing people about, I know these people, lecturing people about spirituality and all this nonsense and, uh, you know, there is the arrogance. There are the arrogant ones because they're talking and talking and talking but they're not actually doing any of the work and not elevating their position in life. And yes, you need to be financially successful. You need to be financially successful in order to survive in order to make an impact on the world. But as long as you're making sure that that financial success is not coming at the expense of other people's, you have the moral high ground. You know what I mean? You can hold your head high and continually be that person that helps and elevates the world and elevates society. But if you start doing things, if if your gains are ill-gotten, that energy is going to resonate throughout everything else that you do.
1: But but Ed, all of my friends tell me that there is no way to ethically have – profit through capitalism without exploiting other people oh god communism is such garbage people
0: paying you for shit that they want is good it's consensual
1: yeah
0: it take consensual out of it but that's it's an exchange it's an exchange of energy everything is an exchange of energy money is energy time is energy right time is more valuable form of energy than money because you can't recoup time Hmm. Now, if you're spending your time providing a service for somebody and they repay that energy with financial energy, there's nothing wrong with that. What's the problem with that? If you're an insurance company who has lobbies and laws and this, that, and the third, and you know that if you pay for this operation, you get kickbacks from this and paybacks from this and write offs for this, and you don't pay any fucking taxes and this, that, and the third, and you're that, you're that, that, uh, uh, the, the doctor working with the insurance company making hundreds of thousands of dollars every year off selling surgeries and everything like that, you know what I mean? And you're getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies for prescribing medications people might not necessarily need because you get a kickback for prescribing them and you go home and you're fucking Maserati. That shit might set fire because of your karma. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, you know, exactly. You know what I that mean? Shit like, it might blow up. <laughs> that shit might, you might turn the key one day and that bitch explodes because fucking <laughs> karma's coming to get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, that's obviously the, the, the Hollywood movie version of the way karma works, but not really the way that though. karma works. But, you know, I, I, I jest. But th- that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there are ways that capitalism has damaged society, but that's evil people. Right. You know, that's evil people.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't really want to turn down the capitalism avenue. So, but there is a, a statement I wanted to make about, um, about you okay, talking about You talk about, about drugs. your views,
0: man. You can talk about your views. That's all good.
1: Right. But uh, there is a statement I wanted to make earlier when you were mentioning like, you know, uh, abusing substance and this and that. And it reminded me of something that I heard somewhere down the line where someone said there is no such thing as good drugs or bad drugs. There is the drug and the way that it interacts with you. And Dr. Carl Hart. Yeah. Okay. Definitely,
0: definitely look into him. Yeah. He's been on Rogan a couple of times.
1: Yeah, and and so like you know people have this perception like like marijuana like THC or by and large it doesn't really hurt anyone. But there are but sorry my voice cracked for a second there <laughs> going through puberty again. <laughs> uh, but Double um. Puberty. The way that it interacts with your life is is where you can measure the positive and negative consequences. Because just because you don't overdose on it and you don't die and you don't have seizures from smoking pot, some people get addicted to it and spend all their money on it and they don't do anything with their life. And I'm not... Necessarily speaking against it because I I do enjoy marijuana. I'm a bass guitarist. that does kung fu, and I do barbecue, and I wear Crocs. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I so think yeah. You, I think we well, you definitely a fu-
0: played a role in that fucking purchase. That's <laughs> for sure.
2: <laughs> I, I think I think at that point you would definitely get like a fine from the state if you weren't smoking marijuana. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Get, it's like it's like it's like. Sir, are like, you Wait. Wears, wait, wait yes. A, okay. Good. He plays <laughs> he plays bass and wears what? Get seems, this man a fine right now.
1: Seems everything is check is in check here. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Truth be told, I I really don't smoke a lot. Like it's really, really few and far between the times where it happens. But my, you know, I don't, I don't mind it. I, I, you know, I think it's fine, just as long as you don't let it ruin your life. And I think the same can be said for any other drug. That you know, there's you and the drug. There's no good and bad drugs. It's the way it interacts with you.
2: Or or. Or with anything. Don't eat frosting until you get type 2 diabetes. Very specific thing, but don't do it. <laughs> just don't. Because that's not good for you.
1: <laughs> frosting. It's just sugar, but yeah. in smush form. Because yeah. you can smush it on people. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my and, but now that being said, like, nothing to excess. Right. I yep. mean, that's the whole point. You moderation. know what I mean? Like, you know, drinking, our, our, our teacher chooses to abstain from anything that's intoxicating. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know about C4. Other boys. than violence. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no higher power yeah. than the power of my fist. I don't drink beer, but I get blood drunk. I <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. And punch drunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he gets punched drunk. I think he gets other people punched yeah. drunk. Oh, he's, see, like, see, he's like si- the Si-Gong bartender. Just, You're not going to hit c You're
1: just not going <laughs> to. I'm making you
2: blow
0: blow a 2.0 into that thing. It's like, Jesus
1: Christ. Well, I can't drive See, go.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I was, again, making a point that I'm completely fucking derailed from. But, yeah, so,
1: like. This is what it's like to hang out with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
0: so he, he, he chooses to abstain, but, like, we have brought up multiple times, like, everything in moderation and that doesn't mean every little thing in moderation, you know what i mean? And like i said, you know, the research of Dr. Carl Hart would say differently. He's like experiments with everything. He's like heroin's great. And i'm like good for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <It's laughs> my whole going body any, anywhere near that shit. But you also have to know like if you have an addictive personality or not. Like i 100% have an addictive personality, so i can't go anywhere near that shit because uh, it'll ruin my life. Yeah. You know what i mean? And I have to be careful with everything that I do because I will get hooked on the things that make life a little bit easier. Mm. That's why I don't – never done uh, Adderall. Well, I've done Adderall but not in that way. (laughs) But like that's why I don't take Adderall. That's why I don't have prescriptions. That's why I don't take painkillers. That's why I don't – you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I know for me I need to stay away from those things or I'm going to go to excess. Mm -hmm. And that's why I only allow myself to have a drink. A, a once a couple times a month you know what i mean at, at that and if i go more than that i say to myself all right time to t- time to dial it back and take a break you know what i mean like if you're drinking three four times a week what the fuck are you doing mm. you have no time to recover from anything you mm. know what i mean yeah. and, and that's the thing everything in moderation you know a little bit of there's things that you should have every day water yeah. sunlight and exercise you know what i mean yeah those are the three constants that you should have every single day. But at the same time, if you work biceps every day, you're going to tear them instead of grow them.
1: Oh man, I saw a video of somebody doing barbell bicep curls and the, du- the,
0: pre- the preacher curl where they both went at once.
1: Double tear,
0: yeah, unbelievable. That is a fucking horrific, horrific uh, injury. That's Absolutely horrific injury
1: on film. On yeah camp, dude amazing well
0: because he's fucking ego lifting you're doing a you're doing a, a what was it like a 155 pound preacher curl at least
1: a 135 yeah, yeah. he had the bar and two and a plate on each side Two forty five. yeah like, i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna curl
2: what a middle school or like a middle schooler can squat and it's like dude don't do that
1: yeah you do curls for reps dude like you're not so like my pr for curls like yeah, what the, like, what, yeah, what, if you want to build
0: strength do push-ups do ring pull-ups yeah, you dude. know what i mean like i mean there's not sorry, a lot like, you can do
1: like this
0: like (laughs) like, what are you doing really strong like yeah yeah yeah. what did you just want those big arms bro i (laughs) never curl max yeah but i never curl max i think my i think i'm doing okay i never curl max ever and like and like even then it's not about size it's about functionality and that's the other thing like bodybuilding is cool and if that's what you're into good for you but you got to pick a lane you know what I mean? If you're going to bodybuild, bodybuild, but do it smart. If you're going to power powerlift, powerlift, but do it smart. Powerlifting and bodybuilding play a big role. The same well, – I mean they they, they they gel very well together. You know what I mean? The yeah. same as CrossFit martial arts. They gel very well together. You know what I
1: mean? But those push-ups are just like – not push-ups. Excuse me. Pull-ups. the kip up the, they're, pull-ups. They're
0: kipping
2: pull-ups. The
1: like kipping pull-ups are hilarious.
2: <laughs> well, listen. As someone who's actually done CrossFit for a little while, to give a little bit of insight. So – they actually do strict pull-ups as well. It's just the kipping pull-ups are like a different thing. <laughs> They're just so thing. Funny. Well, well, like, like They don't, people, like, they don't but, view them as regular pull-ups. They view them as like kipping pull-ups. Yeah. And then they mm-hmm. do strict pull-ups they, as well.
0: They are funny, but it, you could say that our push-ups in the hundreds are much like CrossFit's kipping pull-ups. Yeah. Because we're not doing strict bodybuilding oh, the little, like, all the way up, all the way down. Well, the idea is to explode all the way up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's going to look much smaller until you build your strength up. But you want to be able to come down and explode back up. So the push-ups, on the outside, people are like, those aren't push-ups. Those are little girl push-ups. You know what I mean? And if they do say that, they'll probably get fucking killed if they walked into school and said that. <laughs> right. But it's for explosivity. It's for explosivity. It's the same thing as people like, what a douchebag. He's throwing a barbell around. It's like It's called a power clean. And it's for explosive power from the whole body. You have no idea what you're talking about. Like I have people be like, "What are you throwing the weights on the ground for?" Yeah. And it's like, "Cause that's part of the lift, and so also you don't get hurt." And also, who yeah.
2: let you in this LA fitness with a megaphone and such loud opinions? Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> why are you it's moving? just it's the Mucinex guy yeah, again. Yeah, like, why are you in back. here? Why are you in here with this? But what's crazy too is even like again, kind of you were saying like the different functionality with movements that may seem unorthodox. Even to your point, John, because I totally get what you're saying with the not to. Get get stuck on this, but even like because me trying to do, because I've tried to do the kipping pull-ups before, and even just kipping in general, like you start with like a, a, a like the type of swaying motion you start with, it's like. Like the amount of like core strength and stability you need, and like power generation to like move your body like that is like an almost like an exercise in and of itself. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of interesting.
1: I'm not saying it's not an exercise or it's not good. It's okay. I'm not saying that it's not good. No, no, it does look. It just looks hilarious. Like
2: (laughs) like
1: (laughs) flailing, flailing
0: everywhere. When done properly, you can see the athleticism required.
1: Oh yeah, I mean there's but also high risk of injury doing that. You need a level of coordination and practice in order to get There's that a high down.
0: there's a high risk of injury sparring.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So
0: pick your poison.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, and I'm the guy that can't do any pull-ups, so like I'm not trying to talk too much shit here. You know? Yeah, I know it's,
0: it's it's mostly for it's mostly for laughs, and we're most we're mostly kidding a lot of the time. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? no, like, it's, like I CrossFit, like I do, do I do love everybody I grew up with in Kings Park. I don't really mean like fuck you, it's like fuck you all. You know, it's just like. If you're gonna yeah, say yeah, fuck, fuck you, if you're gonna say fuck you to me, then you know what? Fuck you too. Except that's, Gary. That's what I mean. Fuck Gary. <laughs> fuck Gary. I actually don't know a Gary, I know. so it's perfect. I a good name. No one knows Gary. <laughs> Who's fuck?
2: Does you? anybody have a Gary?
0: <laughs> All the Garys out there.
1: <laughs> no, fuck shot. you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> just, <laughs> fucking Gary, man. Fucking <laughs> <Or> Gary. <laughs>
2: just an international call to every Gary. Fuck you. <laughs> or Glenn. <laughs> any Glens that'll, out there? That'll be one of our first T-shirts. Just fuck you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, I feel oh, that's the new Karen. You know what I mean, Gary. Gary. Oh, Jenny. Damn sister, it, Gary! Jenny's sister's named Karen, and she's so nice. And I feel so bad. Yeah, for, you know what I mean. Because yeah. it's like tortures her. It's
1: like, well, you didn't know that name was going to be really lame in like a few decades, <laughs> like when she was born.
0: Well, <laughs> no one has the foresight for that. Nostradamus couldn't figure that out. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's not even that. And it goes back to this whole like uh, this whole idea we, we 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 talk about about like acceptance and accepting who you are and accepting other people and meeting people where they are. Like the more skilled you are in self-mastery the less damaged you can be by other people's opinions mm, so when, yeah. pe- when people don't um, agree with you and you're immediately like you don't fucking agree sh- stop it. it it's because this is now damaging your ego and your world worldview you're weak internally and you need to f- cope with that and be more be stronger so that we can kind of like co- you know discuss nothing right. happens if you don't agree with something that I say and I'm like well then fuck you because you don't fucking agree with you know, me that's become so much about you yeah it's All 100% about, you. about it. it's the whole Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face thing that had nothing to do with fucking Jada <laughs> had nothing to do with her. It was you're like gonna, his masculinity you're gonna, yeah, you're being gonna, challenged. Yeah, his masculinity was challenged. He gets there, he slaps Chris Rock, and then he's not even holding her hand. He's sitting there crying, going, "Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth! Like, shut up, dude! Shut up! It has nothing to do with her anymore. Now it's all about you. It was now about, it was it's about, fucking. I was laughing show. at the joke, and but then I looked over. My wife didn't like it, so no,
2: that means I don't like it. No, it's not funny. And now she's gonna think that I'm like, like dude, like, 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 oh, what? I, you know, she's gonna worry that I'm some oh I'm that I'm some like you know, cuck. it's like dude
1: you, already, you, uh, you, 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 you are though <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't think you've been, I don't think you've
2: been getting the bulletin but, <laughs> yeah, no, but J- like that- Jada's been getting boinked by uh, other people <laughs> and
1: but uh, no problem but make a joke about Jada and it's all over
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's dude that that whole thing was so ridiculous it, and what's crazy it's too so is, silly. is you see is 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 you see such a why, why one of the reasons I believe that like it was real is just that that's such a that's such a celebrity thing to do of like there are no consequences. I Man. have a lot of money. Let me just go on national television and slap someone in the face. Because what are you guys gonna do
1: about it? Yeah, Jim Carrey and you know what? Nothing like, happened. I, yeah, exactly. I, nothing I think happened. Jim Carrey said that he would have sued him for ten million dollars, dude.
2: And like, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna lose that case? You have eighty million witnesses. Like, who is?
1: <laughs> and it's recorded. No, ratings are at an all-time low. I think they had about 12 witnesses. <laughs> like Scott and like 10 other people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, well, now ratings are at an all-time high. Yeah, Dude, and, uh, is it
1: a coincidence? That's yeah. What, that's what I mentioned no, before. No, I, I
0: I, don't think that – not everything is a nefarious conspiracy theory, I think, but they are victims of uh, of that lifestyle, of, of never being told no, never being told that their ideas are bad, of being –
1: Super successful and coddled, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, what is it? Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. But if you want to like put any of your body parts in her mouth, you could do that. Yeah, that's, you, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You,
0: you can be in Jada's mouth, but yeah. Jada can't be in your mouth. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. her
1: name, though. Maybe if you want to put her in your mouth too, that's cool. But just keep her name out of your yeah, mouth. That's and not then that maybe, maybe like <laughs>
0: Comes back and he's like, I, I could feed her some cheddar. I got I <laughs> <"You want> some <laughs> some sorry, right, my I, I got some of the, uh, the how they say in our uh, town. <laughs> some, some, some he's Moussadel just in here. a
1: lazy boy, like, <laughs> he's
0: not even standing anymore. That, that, yeah, that, guys that still man
1: still in here.
2: That man has single-handedly been keeping Segway, like, in operation forever, probably.
1: He <laughs> you know, it's really
0: hard for me to go from seminar to seminar. So yeah. Why yeah. well, have four wheels when you can have two? Yeah, people, there's going to be some people that are like really into Steven Seagal. They're like, they got to stop ripping on him. <laughs> like, we're having a good time, yeah. so... I specialize in mall cop self defense. Mall <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: cop, <laughs> hit you with the cinder real quick. I'm gonna
0: get you in a. I'm gonna get you
2: in an anti hands lock. <laughs> You're not ready for it. Listen, we've already said he's a legit aikido black belt. It's
0: my ta- they're all jokes. just jokes, people. Just yeah, have a but sense. like, but like, a goddamn but like, you can't you
2: can't go from that and then watch him in sniper special ops and then not literally want to piss your pants
0: because <laughs> it's what is that?
2: It is amazing. The movie is literally him, and it's just like him and like a bunch of retired wrestlers. Rob Van Dam is in it. And it's oh my just, God. and it's them. And it's them literally like none of them know how to hold the firearm. Most of Steven Seagal is like he's like I've been he's like, I'm a black ops sniper, <laughs> and and like he shoots like three people. And then the whole movie basically is that he he's with he gets separated from his like his um his squad and he has a wounded soldier with him and he drags him away. And then so much of the movie is like the wounded soldier sitting in a cha- is like sitting like against a wall and it's Steven Seagal literally in a chair. He's sitting at a dining room table. Just like I'm gonna I'm gonna say some cool shit for thirty minutes. <laughs> And, and you know that movie was him being like yeah I don't want to get up and move around so like we're going to make the script around me sitting. <laughs> He's literally sitting in like a di- at like a dining room table in like some like Afghani like apartment building he's like yeah let me tell you about the military shit real quick I'm really cool I got sunglasses on inside <laughs> and he's just like out of shape and like you can tell in the movie he doesn't want to do anything but he still wants to be in the movie and like that's the that's it
1: I'm just gonna add this to my tabs what is it called
2: <laughs> sniper special ops
1: sniper special right, Ops. I'm but, saving that for later but
0: guys uh, I do have to wrap up so I have to. I have a client later that I have to get to. Any so, any
2: quick wrap up because we. I don't think we can end on sniper special. Ops. We
0: can't end. On, we can't end on that. But so basically, I think the whole point of this episode, if I could summarize real quick for everybody, is that sometimes there's going to be things that are difficult for us to deal with, and that's okay. Sometimes people are going to say things that are for your benefit that are going to hurt, and that's okay. Sometimes you're going to look back in the mirror and you're going to see that you have been fucking up your own life for the past however long it is. Days, weeks, months, or years. And that's okay. But what you have – what's not okay is not picking yourself up and moving forward.
2: It's okay It's okay to be in a bad place, but it's and, – and it may not always be your fault for getting there. But it becomes more of your fault if you stay there.
1: And right. even if it is your own fault, it's – it's okay to pick yourself up. Well, it's okay to be where you are, but it's better to get yourself somewhere else. It's, it's good Especially, to be in control yeah. of your own life.
0: And uh, also to, to, to make a point of that is that happiness is the truest success. So even if your circumstances are not ideal and not your doing, the greatest revenge is happiness. The greatest success is happiness. Wherever you are, appreciate who you have around you be grateful for what you have and have faith that you might not know how you're going to get there, but you're getting to where you're going to – you're getting there. You're getting there. You do not might not know how it's going to happen. You might not know the steps that you're going to take. But as long as you have the faith that that's where you're going to go, you're going to make it to your destination. And now I want to leave you with that Muhammad Ali short. I'll play into the microphone real quick if that's okay, guys. Go for you know, it. He's talking about time wasted.
1: Life is not really long. Let's say the average person 30 years old. So yeah, of all your traveling, out of all your sleeping, out of all your school, out of all your entertainment, you've probably been half your life doing nothing. So what am I? I'm 35 years old. 30 more years, I'll be 65. We don't have no more influence. We can't do nothing much at 65. Your wife will tell you that. So what I'm saying, when you're 65, when you're 65, ain't too much more to do. In those 30 years, I have to sleep nine years, I don't have 30 years of daylight, I have to travel back to America, take six, seven miles, all my traveling, probably four years of traveling the next 30 years, about nine years of sleeping, television, movies, entertainment, about three years of entertainment, out of 30 years, I might have about 16 years to be productive.
0: Powerful. Short, poignant, but powerful, is it not? so guys thanks again for tuning in I hope you enjoyed Uh, please if you want to support the show visit our Patreon and this has been The Martial Mind Podcast